it's been established that I have no other <laughs> friends outside of this boat, mm-hmm. this podcast. So that's why I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on on what is it Friday with Brian? Yeah, we and, saw it Friday but, night. But I'm, I'm seeing it again with Colin on Wednesday. <laughs> well, did you see it in film? That's what I was no. Uh, no, no. Like every American, yes, we saw it in film and we saw a film. I saw the beer theater. Brian's like, like, hey, you want to see this Friday night? I'm like, sure. And I don't think to ask him where Uh until until, (laughs) I'm on my way there. He's like, the beer theater. And then we drive, after I march my ass all the way up through traffic (laughs) to Brian's house, um, Somewhere in the then, southern border of Canada. We then journey. <laughs> we then oh, sojourn. It's Montlake. Is that right? Into the dark yeah, yeah. heart yeah, of suburban Montlake Seattle. Terrace. Like, into, and then he. Mm-hmm. Luckily, no, the best part is, right when we get in the car, Greg's like, and I tell him we need to go north. He's like, oh, is this like one of those fucking theaters where they like are bringing you drinks the entire time during <laughs> the fucking movie? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's exactly that uh, theater. <laughs> like exactly. And he that confesses. Kind of he confesses. He's like, yeah. After I invited you, uh, I was like, oh wait, he's gonna hate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as I told Greg too, I was like, oh, but don't worry. Uh, you won't be distracted by the waiters. You'll be distracted by me and my girlfriend talking the entire movie. That's basically <laughs> what we do. Because <laughs> we gotta have our your our theories. You gotta know our theories in every moment of the film. Wow. Well, luckily that's a short movie too. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a short movie with a very clear message about it too. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so we <laughs> we go to the theater, and uh, of course it's the modern era. So my girlfriend has the tickets on her phone. Oh yeah. But their phone is all blurry because they honestly needed to clean like the little lens on it, so they couldn't get the like. The, I don't know what you even call those. The QR modern, code. It's you know, a QR you know. code. Yeah, Nerd. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say a modern UPC code. But you, no. you can't see me, but I'm flexing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, so they can't get it to read. So we're sitting there, and in the, in, when we walked up, there was nobody in the line to get the code. <laughs> but now yeah. a line is formed, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is my nightmare, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. just let us in, just let us <laughs> in the theater. So you yeah, you don't care. <laughs> yeah. So they finally fucking agree. I guess that we have tickets, but they don't tell us anything more. So we're left. It didn't pop w- up on their device because yeah. no QR code was scanned. Yeah, I think so. So we're left with just the information on the device, which is go to auditorium four. <laughs> so we do, and it seems a little small, but whatever. But no one remarks on this fact. I didn't anyway. I didn't yeah. or here. And we sit there through all the pre-previews and then... Greg eats an entire meal. Mr. <laughs> People are eating food in the theater. That's bullshit. Orders okay. a fucking <laughs> buffet to be brought to him. <laughs> okay. It, is, it I eats was, the entire buffet was, while we watch like, the This trailers. was like a 7.15 showing. I drove up there for an hour and a half in fucking traffic rush hour. And I needed a meal. So, yeah, I helpfully... Uh, considerately got it out of the way before the film started. <laughs> so anyways, Greg finishes his buffet. I think we might have been on the verge of ordering more drinks. And all of a sudden the movie starts at a hilariously, uh, you know, location, Mexico. <laughs> I almost lean over to my girlfriend and go, dude, is this the town from, from dusk till dawn? Are we in the Quentin-verse right Are we in the Tarantino-verse? And uh, then Samuel L. Jackson shows up. All right, it's odd. It's a modern car, but uh, you know, I mean, he this steps is, out. He's a he has favorite. an eye patch on. 
seems a strange choice given Whoops. his character choices as of late. And, and Colby, Colby Smolders is with him. Yeah, for and he's some talking reason. about superheroes. And, and, and they're I, saying some very dumb dialogue on a very cheap looking set, set yeah. badly photographed. And then. Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal sprouts out of the ground in a in a spandex suit, dressed as Mysterio, famous sure. Spider-Man villain. Okay, yeah, sure, and, whatever. And I will tell you, th- when Jake Gyllenhaal showed up as Mysterio, we realized we're in the wrong theater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then Bryn keeps saying in like the loudest stage whisper you've ever heard. Oh yeah. I think we're in the wrong theater. <laughs> he says it like four times, and I just—I finally just leaned over and I was like, "Brent, stop saying it out loud." <laughs> so, so my, stop. Uh, just sneak. Say, just my, sneak out. My brain is so rotted by movies that when all that shit was going on, I for a second was like. Is this some bullshit Marvel native advertising in this fucking movie? Like this is garbage. Like did Marvel buy Tarantino and like he just as well, I just assumed it was yeah. like a super there was the last trailer and it yeah. was just a super yeah. trailer of some, you know, non-trailer like form yeah. that the movie hadn't started yet. And to be fair, the theater was full. Like so, you know, it could have been maybe for an opening day. But anyway, so we we all leave. I grab the waitress out in the hallway and I'm like desperately like grab hey, her. He shakes her. Yeah, I shake her and I'm like I'm I'm here for the Tarantino. Tarantino movie. <laughs> like, listen, I woman. I do hate work women. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm asked her, I'm like, oh, hey, like, you know, I'm so sorry. We are clearly very dumb and went to the wrong theater. You know, is there any way you can close out for me real fast uh, so we can get to the right one? And I felt very stupid in this moment, except sure. for another guy comes running out behind me and simply grabs the waitress, starts shaking her. <laughs> I'm here for the Tarantino film. <laughs> can, can you give, you know, but so we weren't the only ones. So anyways, we end up having to go to a slightly later showing of the film, oh. but we're rewarded for our stupidity with more movie tickets from the theaters. So, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, which we've already traded one of the tickets for goods and services today. So. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah. Love so. to barter. Well, the real takeaway, though, was like when we did watch the movie, that was like a whole experience in itself, too. It was this massive yeah. theater, absolutely fucking packed. We were in the oh, back center. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in the back center, yeah, and we we are crowd are, watching. We are just cracking up through the whole movie because, yeah. folks, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's funny, and uh, Quentin Tarantino really hates actors. Like all <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's weirdest like behaviors are magnified in this. Feet every scene. Oh yeah, Dude, bare feet Dude, every get scene. Feet. Foot fetish is on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, his uh, love of stuntmen uh, definitely coming out. His hatred of actors. Who knew? But that is, is if there's if any discernible theme of the, of the movie, which actually I'm still confused about, it's that Quentin Tarantino despises actors. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but anyway, but the real funny thing was oh, yeah. we're cracking yeah. up through the whole thing, and no, no one, one else is. even moves a muscle. Not a single yeah. other. No, not a single second round of beers is ordered yeah. the entire time. Nobody's having a good time. Not everyone is dead silent. Well, they were all we, there to see. Spider-Man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't figure it out the yeah. whole two yeah, hours. Mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. saying that the 
this film is just another disgusting example of how Tarantino hates women. That it, the whole point of it is <laughs> just accurate. disgusting violence against women. He I does think love their feet, though. He that he the only part the only part he of loved he is loves their, their preferably feet. severed feet. <laughs> um, I think you just need to like take take a moment, just calm down, and realize that you know what. They may have a point. That might <laughs> actually be true. I could not fault anyone for walking away from this movie feeling um, harmed and traumatized by some of the violence against women in this movie. Well, uh, this has been a Seattle Suckers movie report. <laughs> Look this is our first movie review. Look, yeah, this is a movie review more. show now. Uh, uh, we're gonna just, uh, we're gonna review the whole Has Fallen trilogy here in a second. <laughs> you thought there were enough podcasts? Well, that may be, but are there enough movie podcasts? There hey, is a socialist movie podcast that's new. Kino Lefter. It's out of Canada. All right. Yeah. Erase that. Erase that. We yeah. we do not mention other podcasts on here. All right. This there is a completely no this is a completely unique podcast where three white guys talk about Tarantino movies mm-hmm. and <laughs> never been done before and politics. Never will be done again, probably. <laughs> so cool. if uh, you're just tuning in, this is <laughs> Seattle sucks. A podcast about hating the city we love. Is it though? <laughs> I don't know what it's about anymore. Uh, it's about whatever thing we saw in the days or hours leading like, up to like children. Just whatever on cro- the boat. <laughs> yeah, whatever crossed our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't hear for probably you're an like hour our was... parents that we're just yakking on at and they're you know <laughs> yeah, about right. some shit. It's uh-huh. like me trying to talk to my mom at seven years old trying to talk to my mom about Star Trek, and mm-hmm. she's just nodding and saying, so like, uh-huh. "Yeah, God, that's great, yeah, Greg. Great. Oh, okay, what did Worf well. do? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that. Okay, yeah, I was I would never get that much back. No. <laughs> okay, that'd be that's." What he had a fistful of datas? Wow. Okay, that's that's amazing, Greg. So yeah. So obviously Greg's here. Brian is here and I'm Colin. That's yeah. me. Uh and we're back on the boat. We are back. Did mm-hmm. you know that we have one hundred hours of paid premium content accessible only with a Patreon subscription? And only 80 of those 100 hours are <laughs> obsessed with poop on the ground, <laughs> poop on trails. But we assure you we're looking to improve that. <laughs> that, that number. That yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, we there are full episodes About in between poop. each of these episodes. You get it. You know what I mean. Yeah, you've, mm. you've seen a podcast. Money. Give us money. Theoretically. You know that lawyer we talked to last week? She gives super secret lawyer advice <laughs> on the Patreon episode. Available only to Patreons. Uh-huh. Also, yeah. there's... Um, she tells you there is a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's real. <laughs> it's real, and she tells you where you can get it. On the um, the uh, $50 tier, gives you access to a super exclusive uh, Seattle Sucks um, singles server. <laughs> um, there Where are you can meet other men sing- in their thirties. <laughs> there are young single white, like pasty, uh, mm-hmm. doughy men who want to talk to you right You're now. Talking about the freaks, yeah, right? uh, or just all the members of SPD that follow us on Patreon. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you uh, if you give us a uh, hundred dollars a month, you can go watch movies in the wrong theater with me and Greg, my girlfriend. Don't worry, we talk very loudly through the movie. We think we're whispering, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to see movies. Uh-huh. Um, 
yeah, you should you should do that. You check out our extra stuff. There's lots of good stuff. And um we're just gonna keep making it. <laughs> so by the way, when we were going to the center bar, I told Greg I was like, not to derail this anymore. <laughs> I told Greg, I was like, don't worry, it's not like Alabama Draft House where they like make you be quiet and people like snitch each other out. And Greg's response was, that's the only good thing about Alabama Draft House. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on Greg's side. Nah, I have that. One. Communal experience. Got I'm, I'm a big time shut the fuck up yeah, and um, watch the movie kind of guy. <laughs> one man's communal experience is another man's proletarian experience. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's enough movies for this episode. Uh, well, it's been another. They're all so surprised that we we, we like talking about movies. It's... Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? That's really against type. <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh that's some God. diversity. That's yeah. to be fair. What else is do? Where else are you supposed to do in Seattle when it's hot out? Oh fuck off! Whoa. Wait a minute. Whoa. No, that theater was fucking roasting. Dude, no what one. The they don't turn AC on to anymore. AC in the theater. No, they don't do they it used anymore. to be the entire fucking point of a movie no, theater. I know they don't do town. it anymore. We, we have nowhere else to go. You yeah, I don't, fuck I off to a movie theater when it's, it's ninety weird. degrees out. It was at least yeah. eighty-five degrees in the theater. Dude, this you. is like when you go to light a cigarette or something, but you don't know the gas line's been ruptured. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was fuck. I was pissed. It, what happened the, to the a theaters fridge? Are, it sucks. Yeah. Theaters are kept uncomfortably hot degrees. now. It's it does true. suck. That's true. Yeah. Uh, is that true of all theaters? Is just uh, it's all awful theaters. bar. It's all theaters. I know. I had that experience at Pacific Place what? when I saw. Yeah. I feel like it. I when I saw Northgate, same story. Linwood, same story. Yeah. Where? Where? I mean, that was. No, no yeah, one, that, that was. Snorting. I don't know if this yeah. is true, like nationwide. I'm guessing it, it was at some point because it makes sense. But no one here has AC. Right. Sometimes you gotta get out. I mean, you can't go to a coffee shop or a bar. Yeah. They don't have AC either. They also don't have newspapers. So why would I go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only, I mean, I, I was, I was Hey, distraught. that's a little bit of that sweet, sweet Patreon content you guys just Hell got yeah. for free. Ooh. All right, so. Yeah, so, um, I, I swear we're done with talking about theaters. <laughs> I apologize for even bringing that up. I did not realize what I was about you to touched open up. a nerve. Oh, yeah. Uh, we might make movie references. I hope that's okay. But, uh, we are just, this is the week. Oh, shit. Okay, just bear with me, buddy. Fuck. You were pointing yours at my face. We've got a gun. We've each got guns here. Well, we just, we just, they just saw a Tarantino movie, so they have to do a Mexican standoff. Yeah, as is canon they on the show, to. all our guns are pointed at each other, like right. in a little circle. Yes. Mexican you know. standoff, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the terminology. You do have, as like an American man, you do have a weird reaction to Tarantino films. For example, like when we saw Kill Bill years ago, and oh, our friend God. Jake, shout out, Bought us all samurai swords. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All right. All right. I remember coming home from Texas and be like, "Oh shit, things got wild while I was away." <laughs> yeah. We all became sword guys while you're mm-hmm. gone. No, I didn't they say all that. I said a friend of ours bought us all samurai swords. Did That's you? What happened? Did they come with fedoras? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we just stopped talking about fucking Tarantino. All right, we can't. Hey, I heard Jenny Durkin's in the news. She is, and she when... saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> and here's her review. <laughs> no, sorry, guys. Last time, last one. I promise. Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, so we are. This is the week of the election, right? 
Yeah, yeah, this is coming out. The election's happening tomorrow, tomorrow. guys. Last day, last day. This is the last your, day your before we see last, what's, what's in the card, yeah. where we read the guts. What, yeah. what La- yes. yes, can last you believe that bombshell your... scandal that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, he or that, she will ever that recover. Disturbing, <laughs> that disturbing Friday evening news drop yeah. that mm. uh, we've been talking about all weekend and that will change yeah. the balance of the races. I mean, yeah. I can't believe a bouncy house would burn like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the children shouldn't have been in it. <laughs> the joke but, is different now. <laughs> but the but yeah, uh, it's your last day to go ahead and put in that funny joke writing candidate that your heart's been crying out for. Yeah, I know you got a whiteboard just full of funny ideas. Mm-hmm. You better go ahead and narrow it down, get it on the ballot. And you know that this is a politically safe time to uh, throw, <laughs> throw your, your vote, vote away. away. Yeah. In yeah. City, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I say if it's funny, do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, probably not for a council member, unless you're in one of the shitty districts like Greg and I, uh, where no one is good. But Jenny has weighed in. She has some thoughts for you. I mean, the stranger already dropped there. Surprisingly good endorsements the yeah. seattle times and david horsey dropped their <laughs> well, what's uh, funny about the stranger unsurprising like, garbage the limited sort of political spectrum in this town and the sort of realities is like even the last endorsements last year that we trashed for a whole episode yeah. you and i the actual endorsements were mostly fine it was the writing of the oh, um, yeah. article particularly the preamble that was hilariously stupid and awful and um uh, this one, I think, you know, they all are just written by the Stranger Election Control Board, you know. Um, but some human has to write words. And this year, I don't think it was Katie Herzog. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, and they at least seem to base most of the reviews on things that weren't just like, uh, they came and drank a beer with us. Like the, kind of, right. the kind of stuff that like your dad thinks is cool or something. Yeah. And I mean, your dad, Colin. <laughs> no, 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 but like, <laughs> no, but like people's dads think it's cool. They really, really like World War II. That's, that's but uh, yeah, the the David Horsey one. The funniest <laughs> thing about that was I saw the cartoon and I saw you could click. You could click to this little essay he wrote about the cartoon. Hell yeah! And I started to read it and on the first word. I was just like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, I'm what not, is I am not opening this door. It's just naying. Yeah. Is this is this always been a thing or is this? So all of that's all of Horsey's cartoons are always accompanied by, by a little a, essay, yeah. a little short explanation of the cartoon. Well, when you're that good, is that all political cartoon? I I was in the impression that at least for some long period of time, cartoons, political cartoons, just Spoke sort of stood themselves. on their own because they're a visual fucking medium. Well, we're living well, in an age of mediocrity. But is this is this in the New York Times as well? In there? No, he's fucking- like he's like Gauguin, right? Who. Whenever he had a painting, he always wrote a little essay about like what the painting was about. So, you know, he's the the, the Gauguin of our of you know uh, shitty political cartoons. He, he is, is a master. A I took an art history winner. class one semester, guys. Well, that's good for you. <laughs> the Milliners, they got. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, David Horsey sucks. But what I was going to say is that are you familiar with the Borowitz report and the the New Yorker, which is their the Onion section. So they have just started saying in this 
they add a preamble that's like in this comedic piece from <laughs> because people are too stupid to know that his just ridiculous unfunny pieces are sat- yeah. satire. Well, that's the problem square, there is that quotes. he's never yeah. once been funny. So right. the the if you're sitting there going this can't be a joke, you can't really be blamed. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, anyway. Well, speaking of jokes. So, yeah, Seattle Times endorsements trash. Well, I, I, I said this on Twitter, but I, I think it's funny that cartoon is like, it's this like lineup of white people, and then the implication is there's these this crowd of the rest of the candidates in the background, and all the good candidates are lined up up front. They're big heads that you can see. And the background are not colored in they're just like outlines without any color okay. so um you would know sees that a scandal when he knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah you're like you, you wouldn't know that um there are that many people of color even running by in that uh, construction anyway this is cut this because this observation sounds stupid unless you're actually looking at it. Um, Almost so everything I'm just gonna I've leave said it to sounds Twitter. stupid. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> All right, so, We're in trouble. <laughs> so uh, Seattle Times, uh, their endorsements don't give a shit. Garbage. David Horsey, complete garbage. Can't read his. Uh, ad- I can't read his essay. I mean, Sorry. He's a horse. Garbage. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, horses can't write. Okay. Uh, back to David strange, Horsey. Though. Stranger review. Don't care. But there's one person though whose endorsement I do. I rely on. I value above all, all others. Else. Yeah. There's there's one person twisted by the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's somebody who's, with all our who's eyes. tapped into the great unknown <laughs> uh, and the, the great beyond. Did you have something to say, Greg? You're looking distressed. Oh, am I? No. I, I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, about, you're trying to keep this ship on. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, but I had. Just... Go, 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 go. David Horsey, I saw someone on Twitter posted one of his cartoons and going like, yeah, you got that. You got her ass. <laughs> but yeah. What it, do you I don't even remember what I said, but I saw she was like You said yes, he is a genius <laughs> or something. Because she oh, was, he said he's a genius playing both sides yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, because this woman was like this person on Twitter was like uh, I, what David Horsey is doing here is really interesting because he's drawn this cartoon. I forget which one it was, but they're all like this. Yeah. <laughs> that you it's, can you it, can read from both yeah. sides. It's the, you can uh, take it in two different ways. The uh, soccer win, the fuck President Trump. And yeah, the, the little kid. The little it's kid a dumb is, cartoon, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it's and literally like, the Tom oh, Purdy cartoon, the birthday her, boys. Too. <laughs> like the Tom Purdy political cartoon. Her does. point yeah. is like, if you're a conservative, you'll read this one way, and if you're a liberal, you'll read it another way. And... Honey, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's every one of his cartoons. He is an arch conservative shithead yeah. who just, I guess, kind of almost honestly engages with the left in a way, in that he just sort of put or end with his own politics and just puts it out there. And he tends to seem like he's making the opposite point that he does because yeah. he's a fucking he crazy idiot. He almost proves horseshoe theory. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, well, why, Greg? Like his famous, well, his greatest one, oh, one, yeah. one of them, uh, is the exactly. Sawant leading yeah. people leading Shoot people the to the guillotine, guillotine for the, yeah. on the head tax. Mm-hmm. And Not it's like, how much you that could rules blow that up and put it on Seattle, your, yeah. like, a billboard and yeah. it would be cool. Yeah. Um, but she that, would be the most popular politician in Seattle if you, like, put that up on a billboard. Yeah, and it's like, that's just David Horsey. That's what He's that's just where his brain is at. Mm-hmm. He's just a genius. Um, cartoons are both very smart. 
am very funny. <laughs> That's all, you need to know. all right, all get right. back on track so okay. I can derail us again. All right, so, <laughs> bef- so yeah, before we started talking about the horseman again, um, <laughs> we were talking about the excellent picks from a very excellent mayor. That would be Jenny Jerkin. Um, and so Daniel Beekman broke this story. But a lot of folks were talking about this on Twitter. Yep. I think I saw Erica C. Barnett talking about it. Um, Crosscut maybe ran something too on that. Well, I mean, this just exploded. Yeah. Uh, because basically, she wrote some kind of s- endorsement for District Two for Mark Solomon, <laughs> who is the on blood on the <laughs> city <laughs> yeah, like right. council walls, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, with yeah on uh, the belongings of the unhoused that they've just. You know, stolen, <laughs> but, uh, basically, sh- in, in this this endorsement, which was like a email newsletter that went out to folks, and it must it must be folks associated with Mark Solomon in some way, or uh-huh. or was this part of Tim Burgess's ridiculous pack? I I didn't see where this came from. I just know it came out, and it's in an email, and it's her kind of trying to get you to see clearly as she sees and to see the extremes, the polar yeah. extremes with Ari Hoffman on one side and Tammy Morales on the yep. other. Yep. Uh, and of course, one is a fascist and the other wants to give you rent control. Who can tell the difference? Mm-hmm. And the clear head knows that the answer is somewhere in the center. Uh, okay. So this is what she had to say in the newsletter. And it's great. I mean, you're really going to want to listen to this. There is only one candidate that will be a problem solver. Stand up for what is right and who will fight for the needs of the district. And that's Mark. With the tough challenges facing our city, city capitalized for some fucking reason, (laughs) we need to find the city. We need to find more ways to respect differing views, but still move forward i have seen firsthand how ideological fights negatively impact on our city capitalized again and keep us from addressing some of our toughest issues like affordability and homelessness mark's opponents will take us in the wrong direction Adding another socialist like Tammy Morales. Here's where we get to the meat of it. Or a rigid conservative like Ari Hoffman. I'm sure she would hate that. To the city council will cause more division in our city. At a time that Seattle needs more police officers, Tammy Morales doesn't believe we need additional support for SPD. Wow, the cop uh, thinks we need more cops. Interesting. Yeah. We love our cops. But it's just what Tammy Morales has actually said is like, for God's sake, if you have to put more people on the street in her district that she's running in, they should be some kind of unarmed um, like community safety people or something. No. Well, a big thing is that the district is, is already over-policed. Yeah. You know, and they need to have unarmed, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, involved, yeah. So, <laughs> well, she also wants to defund our navigation team. Hell yeah. A specially trained team. A crack squad. 
interesting. Uh, the organization that works with homeless people that work with an aviation team has quit uh, because, in, protest. Yeah, in protest of how awful it is. Yeah, because it came out that um, sometimes it's not about connecting people with services. It's just about cracking skulls. Yeah. Cool. To help people experiencing homelessness move off the streets and into safer places. <laughs> Fuck like like the jails. Yeah, yeah. The jail. yeah, like heaven. They have been critical in moving people from dangerous encampments, parks, and obstructions into safer places. She also We're su- saving them from themselves. <laughs> she also supports another immediate fight on the head tax and wants to impose a payroll tax, increasing the cost for a small business. So so as you get on to this, she's going to go on for several paragraphs about Ari Hoffman and how much he sucks too, right? Oh, uh, I'm sure that she scene, meant to. Scene deleted. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that got redacted. Oh, like or, she mentioned yeah. him up front. Yeah. Like he was a an arch conservative, and then she's like, and now I will talk about Tammy Morales and how much she sucks for an well, hour. I know we're joking, but the thing there is that she think she knows it's a given, right? That mm-hmm. that liberals have written him off, and so she just has to punch left. She yeah, has okay. to make sure. I mean, well, it may be. It may be. I think those are two different things. Like the political calculus of well, Ari doesn't matter, right? So we don't need to focus on him, and we can sit here and say that's the motivation. But I, I would like to just point out that uh, her instinct is also just to, regardless yeah, to, to punch, punch left. left. Oh, yeah, they're well, two like, different like Jenny, things. Jenny would much, much, much rather have Ari Hoffman on the city council <laughs> than, than uh, Tammy. Yeah, and yeah, well, I mean. That right, guy. he'd raise a lot of hell and say a lot of crazy shit, but he'd vote with her. Right. Yeah, yeah, he would vote for the things that she approves of. I mean, More she would cops. have to Yeah, she would have to periodically like distance herself from whatever like, you know, whatever uh, lunatic shit came out of his mouth when yeah, he had a taste politi- of power. Yeah, but I'll say that like politically they're all on the same side. Um interestingly, so Tammy Morales had, you know, responded back on Facebook, which I think is actually interesting to yeah. go through. You know, she called it Trump-like fear-mongering. You know, the mayor is uh, the mayor's red baiting is so 1950s. I'm proud that I've spent my career fighting for working families, advocating for policies that keep families from being displaced, improving access to healthy food, and protecting workers from greedy CEOs. So the kind of stuff you'd think that she would do, but she does do something that actually sucks, which she basically promises that she's not a socialist, right? Which yeah, people she on the left disav- need to fucking stop this. She like, disavowed that label. Do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, honestly, pretending it's like, like they're whatever. not going to call you that anyways. But well, yeah. it only it only stands out with Tamara Morales because she like dipped her yeah. toe in that for like a half second, and so yeah. now try and then tried to go back on it, and it's like that just makes you look dumb. Yeah, well, it makes you look dumb, but it also completely puts you on your back foot from here totally. on out because yeah. now they realize like, oh, anything you do, we'll just call you a socialist. Right. You'll spend forty minutes trying to like dig yourself out of that. It's like. Some to fuck off, yeah, yeah, or just tell, yeah, you know, I am a socialist. Like it, you know, Sawat is like wildly popular, so right. it's, it's obviously not going to hurt you politically at yeah. this point, right? It's literally, it is red baiting, and she fell for it. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, she tried to do both. She tried yeah, to yeah. call out the red baiting and then say, "But actually, I'm not even red." Yeah, yeah, but actually, <laughs> I, I'm as American as apple pie. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. That's- 
Yeah, know, that's very bad Seattle. instincts. Well, it's it's yeah. the what's well, the thing the Democratic Party like falls for all the time, yeah. you know, and like the the triangulation. Yeah, and the next step is always, well, I'll do this uh, right wing thing, and then they'll stop calling me that, <laughs> which of course works every time. <laughs> now we, yeah. ha- I mean, I don't think I don't know that we've seen. Tammy Morales do that yet? But she hasn't just, done it yet, but this is no, this is not a good a sort side, of. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bad political instincts. Yeah, you know, if somebody is calling you a red as an epithet, responding to it by like defending your not redness is an awful political instinct that's yeah. never worked in the history of times. So. Yeah, but um, I mean, m- yeah, Tammy, you're gonna have to burn all those scripts you wrote. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> T- Tammy. I'm never gonna work in this town again. <laughs> uh, but I think more to the point, like the mayor's like her. I mean, this just this is very clear. It just highlights what her actual politics are, right? She's right. Like, oh, yeah. like this. If it's if you're confused, if you're a liberal out there who hasn't figured it out, because um, I guess you haven't been listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you are a liberal and you haven't understood. Yeah. The cosmic horror of Tony <laughs> Durkin yet, then you're either willfully look at, ignorant yeah, or look at what she's saying. Complacent. It's it or is right in line with someone like Ari Hoffman, a safe Seattle yeah. mm-hmm. like arch right wing well, psychotic. That's, that's what she uses her power for too. We need to. Yeah. She's using this like dystopic language about you know helping people get where they're going and connecting with services when she means sweeping the <laughs> encampments. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, Durkin's, like, politics, her three big issues are we need more police and we need to just tell the consent decree, like, the <laughs> DOJ to fuck off on the consent decree. Her other big thing is we need to sweep all the encampments. And her other, and her third big policy is we need to reduce tax on business, which, by the way, are exactly Ari Hoffman's three yeah. big policies. So, yeah. so politically, like, they're completely in line. That's why I laugh at the idea that she's like, oh, I don't want Ari Hoffman there. It's like, motherfucker, you definitely want him there. You just know he can't get elected. Yeah. But uh, I think what we're also seeing is what we talked about in the last episode, which is that Durkin and SPD have decided that they are going to take this, like, their political position going into the council elections and into her mayoral election and into SPD's, you know, potential legal fight against the DOJ is that they are a, they're positioning themselves as a right-wing anti-council, you know, sort yeah. of, uh, you know, populists or whatever, right? That they're, you know, it's the communist council can't get anything done and they're, yeah. they're there to clean it up with good old conservative know-how and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I, it couldn't be more clear that this is going to keep ramping up as we get closer. Totally. I, another element to this that I think is hilarious, and I saw people's take on this on Twitter too, is that she actually thinks this is a fucking endorsement. Like yeah. everyone hates you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, yeah. probably yeah, having Jenny Durkin endorse you is probably not the best uh, yeah. thing in the world yeah. for you your don't political want career. That. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that Mark Sullivan didn't come out with a big thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He's also, probably it's just a like shitty fuck. endorsement. Too. Oh yeah, it sucks because it's just about well, in this because really all she talks about she gives a few like you know platitudes platitudes about the candidate himself, but she mostly just goes on again to talk about to. Um, reveal her to tell on herself and really reveal what her own politics are in talking about Tammy Morales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is it's just so such a perfect illustration of like if you've been you know a long time like Obama liberal and you've thought all this time that people like Jenny Durkin, the Democratic liberal establishment, would love to move to the left on a lot of these 
these economic issues, mm-hmm. but they're just playing a deep game. But if yeah. if space <laughs> political twelve D chess, if yeah. spa- political space ever opened up for them to move left, like say if a bunch of hard left candidates, you know, moved the Overton window, <laughs> lurched into the left, and yeah, started yeah. building power, that that they could find themselves, that they would find themselves, you know, inching into that space. I mean, shit like this. You look at it here uh, in Seattle with Jenny Durkin, or you know, just look at Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, it just it is being revealed. Just as Trump has torn the fucking mask off the Republican Party in America itself, um, the this these actual socialists in elected office are tearing the fucking mask off the liberal democrats it's showing like who the liberal democrats are it's showing how like right wing they are as a party right i mean and it's one of those things that uh you know i guess we'll get to see as the uh you know lurch the slow steamroller which i wish would go over me as we get moved towards the 2020 election <laughs> uh you know one that they're never gonna let bernie be the candidate and i guess we're gonna Fuck get to no. see that and see how how awful and obvious that is and what that's gonna do to the Democratic party but even if they did, I mean, it would fundamentally tear the Democratic Party in half because half the Democratic Party would essentially just become Republicans and vote Republican and things like that. Like, it would reveal the absolute secret, which the two parties system has, you know, hidden this entire time, which is both parties have essentially the same politics. You know, like they believe the same things, they take money from the same donors. And, you know, to actually run a candidate who uh, did not believe those things, I think would reveal some. Uh, unfortunate truths about our democracy right yeah well the yeah. the i think the thing is that the technocratic liberal like mm-hmm. jenny durkin is an a- apolitical animal and is condescending and patronizing yeah. and you see that in this endorsement yeah of, i don't know that she's apolitical i think i think she agrees with all the things that ari hoffman agrees well, with politically she just doesn't like him <laughs> she just doesn't want to be around. Well, them she thinks like, she's beyond politics yeah. because oh yeah, yeah. she sees it. She sees politics. it as common sense. Right there, there is a yeah. third way. Whereas Ari does see it as politics in a way. I Definitely mean, in his own very dumb yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> he sees it as politics. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. From atop his bouncy castle. Yeah. <laughs> Where one man is king. And, but yeah. And so I mean I think that's part part yeah. of the story here too, and part of what's playing out here. In Seattle, with liberals just sort of, to some extent, falling in line with yeah. this this rhetoric, for sure. Well, and it's a microcosm of what's happening nationally, yeah. and it's going to get worse as we get to, like further into the council election process. We already had the mailers come out that are like, uh, uh, oh, what's it, Emily, whatever. Yeah, Emily was, Myers. Emily Myers were like, Emily Myers the same as Kishama. yeah so it's like, like does she worship worship satan yeah mm, i don't know <laughs> some say this is the, like, yeah. the tim this burgess, is the tim burgess are, like people for ethical treatment of politics or whatever his fucking, <laughs> ethical treatment of cops whatever yeah. his fucking pack is called yeah and literally like all uh is she a uh communist like uh kashama sawant well let's look at the facts <sighs> Doesn't su- oh Jesus Christ doesn't support more cops. <laughs> yeah, doesn't right. support uh, building a new precinct in her district. It's yeah, like, no, those are all pretty like normal things. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like it's that's fine. And yeah. the criticisms are yeah. fairly consistent with this endorsement from Durkin too. Yeah. The same exact issues. Well, I think we've seen the line that the right wing's drawn in the For city, sure. and it's you know I think you know, we'll see what happens with the uh, uh, you know the primary tomorrow, but. 
I think there's going to be some real looking in the mirror moments for the well, city as we get closer to the council elections. It's the only difference between the hard right in this town mm-hmm. and the Democratic establishment is the Democratic establishment is well, their whole politics is their priorities are we need to cut the bullshit, work together to get more cops on the street. (laughs) And the right, the hard right wing is these fucking people in, in city hall can't cut the bullshit and get together and get more cops (laughs) on the street. Just, there is a subtle difference of perspective because one of those parties is in power trying to get more cops on the street. But that is the sum total of difference. Yeah. Ari Hoffman can run against Jenny Durkin because he can indict her for not enacting the agenda they both want. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that if you were to go to a social function that is like a Durkin circle social function versus a Hoffman, so like basically there's like 50% less racial slurs at the Durkin. (laughs) That's basically it, like what it comes down to. I mean, they're still there. It's just, you know, half as much. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. I can't wait for the yeah. rest of these uh, elections. It, uh, remember, guys, go ahead and write in your funny names on those ballots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Detective P- Pikachu, Spelled perhaps. G R E G. Yeah, if you're in uh, District Four, obviously, That's yeah, come two G's through. total yeah, come for Sean Scott. Yeah, uh, I this. mean, just think about how fucking funny it'll be if Sean Scott and Swan get real, like Swan gets reelected and Sean Scott gets elected. I mean, people's brains are gonna fucking no, that, melt in this that city. fucking own. I might like go run through Seattle. Seattle the Seattle <laughs> Times editorial board will literally commit suicide in their bunker, <laughs> waiting for the waiting for the comment. Yeah, basically. the cyanide pill Dude, in their well, teeth. If all the if all the leftmost candidates get on the ballot, mm-hmm. like it's gonna be, to the. It will just unleash an insane shitstorm. Oh yeah! If it's District Two ends hilarious. up as like a Pagaro Morales like oh, runoff, be fucking hilarious! It will awesome. be full fucking meltdown. It'd be fucking funny as shit. It'd be a full meltdown. City-wide. Yeah. While we're talking about yeah. um, District Two, we should yeah let people know you can go back and listen to our uh, time with Christopher mm-hmm. Pagaro, um, yeah. who is very cool. Also, yeah, extremely he cool. doesn't take as much of the heat because. Uh, apparently people think uh, Morales has... The, Morales, Morales is the one the front people runner. are apparently afraid of. Yeah, she's the frontrunner, um, too, but I think, in the district. But yeah. is also very uh, cool, so... Yeah, extremely, extremely has, cool. Yeah, listen has, to that. Uh, good shit to say, yeah. so... And also, there's a previous episode where there's an interview with Sean Scott as well. Yeah. Also extremely cool guy, well, so... And, yeah. I mean, not to really draw a contrast between the two, but he's leaning in <laughs> to people calling him mm-hmm. Red. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. On Twitter, yeah. he's leaning in big time. Yeah, you talk about Sean Scott or Pagaro? Uh, Pagaro. Pagaro, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, and Christopher Pagaro, like, yeah, he's a cool dude. So, you know, write his name in. <laughs> write his name if he's not even running in your district. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we want him to, to, to win a seat. District 7. I there mean, you go. Shit. Right there. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Uh, go to the polls, though. Yeah, make it happen. Come I mean, if, honestly, on, just folks. for the comedy of die. watching uh, the Seattle, you know, for lack of a better term, establishment completely melt down <laughs> over the next couple <laughs> yeah, months. Because yeah. I mean, you you have to know that the Seattle Times is going to just have enormous. Oh, totally. Like, like they will form a suicide cult. Yeah, I mean, Christo- no one will know. 
Christoph <laughs> Waltz is going to be doing a lot of restoration to Jenny Durkin's tech after the, this primary. Um, so I, there was a tweet from a couple weeks ago that where we got a shout out because uh, we retweeted it. What? Huh? Uh, don't we want to talk? Yeah. Eat, pray, yeah. love. Oh yeah, yeah. On yeah, Twitter, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at there was a tweet is from one Mister at the real Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> just shouting it out, just saying like, "Hey, like to listen to it on the plane, guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and Jeffrey like. To yeah, listen to we it. tweeted him around a, we the Caribbean. T- tweeted a picture of Himmler visiting a concentration camp, saying our uncle was proudly served, and he retweeted <laughs> oh, us. God, damn it! Uh, damn. Just kidding. Um, oh. <laughs> So this is at three L I Z A, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is Eliza or mm-hmm. um, who knows. The point is they have a great Twitter name, which is Yeet they Pray do. Love. Yeet Pray Love. Yes, we will link to this in the show notes. But uh, they tweeted a lot of people moving to Seattle to fix their lives are gonna be shell shocked to discover themselves poorer and more depressed in one to three years. Absolute fact. Yeah, that uh, checks out. I lived it. Yeah, yeah. As Moving did back I. from LA. As, I, as did I. This is a very common experience. Please listen to us when we say this city is not a solution for healing, making money, or saving it. It's a sand trap full of poison. <laughs> <laughs> very well said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is something we, uh, from the beginning, I've wanted to get into is like have some trans, like a panel of transplants on to just discuss to how dunk much, on Seattle. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Greg, it's like a basketball practice. Greg just tosses yeah, the ball he's just lobbing and we just grab it. Yeah. And, yeah. Because, I mean, it's so, yeah, it is ripe for it. And I'm sure just like people just have awful, depressing stories. Well, yeah, this triggered like, Yeah, this is an extremely yeah, good thread with a lot of responses. And I think... Yeah, lo- yeah, the co- the responses are all really interesting, yeah. too. Well, I think it's worth pointing out the specific context in which this person is posting it. And that they were saying, especially, uh, I assume the poster, given the post is part of the trans community, is what it sounds like, and that uh, that they had heard that, you know, uh, like, hey, I know that people outside of Seattle and various areas in America are being told, like, hey, you know, as a trans person, come to Seattle, it's going to be much better than wherever you're at, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And their response was that it, it it's not. And also, uh, you're going to lose all your money, and you know it's it's a very unfriendly pay- place, and it's not fair to tell people that it is, you know. Yeah. Well, um, this is right. I mean, this what we're talking about is like the essential text of this fucking show. Seattle has this image of itself that it projects that is one thing. Yeah. This liberal progressive paradise that mm-hmm. is beautiful mountains to sound go fuck yourself yeah. no conservatives no yeah, exactly. problems yep um prosperity all yeah. around yeah general and acceptance of uh yeah. you know whatever thing you and know? then yeah. there's the reality which is uh gentrification and crushing poverty and yeah. homelessness mayor mm-hmm. durkin yeah, yeah. Uh, well and i think and in a, yeah yeah see that's not only like impossible living because of affordability but yeah all the insane right-wing awful things that you think you're fleeing by you know coming from whatever town in Texas over to here or whatever all still exist here uh, they just have just, a more frustrating veil over them yeah yeah they, yeah it's just worse it because every pretends they don't right yeah. drives you crazy yeah yeah it just makes you insane it is they live here like for real <laughs> yeah. they're yeah, living this- that. Yeah, we are living. They live. Yeah, we got, the glasses. We got the glasses. They cost five dollars <laughs> a month, yeah. motherfucker. That's all. Just five bucks a month. 
<laughs> you can see what we see. Yeah, the glasses <laughs> are just like bothering to read the police report about S- <laughs> about the DOJ report about SPD. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the political. I, I think there's this tendency in America because we have a sort of anti-politics in America to try and escape you know, these sort of political realities by going to a place that's good or something like that. But the reality right. is, is that uh, American politics it's are a national pretty... narrative too. Yeah. Yeah. And the Amer- red States, the blue States, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the politics it's bullshit. Yeah. And the American politics are actually pretty much the same everywhere you go. The only difference is just like how upfront people are about it. But you know, yeah. The fact that Seattle is completely, you know, this weird, like anti-tax haven where business can never be taxed. Rich people can never be taxed. Like, uh, but also like demands that everything be wildly over policed all the time and landlords have absolute rights over you and all this kind of shit. Like that's no different than anywhere else in America. We just pretend like it's different. Yeah, you know, we, we just, just pretend like it doesn't happen, right? You know, that's not real. We just you know? are that plus we're a company town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Seattle, that is the one thing that's actually kind of unique about Seattle. It has some real company town vibes, depending on what area of the town you're in. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not Amazon, it's Boeing. Yeah, if it's not Boeing, it's Microsoft. It's Microsoft, and it's, you know. Seattle sucks. Yeah, Seattle sucks if you're out by the marina. Yeah. That's the company town. Um, But yeah, it's it's one of those things that. you know, when the commenters have pointed out that people were like creating these GoFundMe's again, like talking about people in the trans community were creating these GoFundMe's to like come to Seattle. That's so fucking bleak, dude. Yeah, and they're just saying like, look, you know, it's it's not going to be better than where you're leaving. You're better off staying. Like, at least you have a network of people, hopefully, where you're. I mean, where you're at. I think you know, a lot of people in that situation are looking to go somewhere because they don't have a network. Yeah, well, I think but... the problem is that they're saying you're not going to get it here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the thing. Yeah. Is like. This isn't, you know, this is not some promised land for fucking anybody. Yeah. Well, it's the I mean, it's for, the future of yuppie, neoliberal yuppiedom. Yeah, you're right. It is a promised land for, for a kind of sociopathic, solipsistic or, or, person. Yeah. Or um, stem lord yeah. shitheads with fucking the future. Yeah, with like, like some future. coding degrees. Some like, yeah, and like some deep libertarian values. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but the thing is, for those people, like, literally, it's it's equal for them that pretty much any city in America will also be their playground as well, right? right? Like, so I mean, they have the same story. It's just that, like, the story is that if you're wealthy in America, things are gonna go great for you, and it's and you can do whatever you want. If you're not, things are gonna be really hard for you and are gonna be bad. And but that's where like politics intervenes to discuss why that is. Right. And it's considered escapism, I think, for some people to come here. But you can't escape. Like the politics are as bad here as they are everywhere else and you you're gonna have to engage them. There's no there's no running away. We actually have to actually have to do something. I mean, another way to look at it is that you know, the myth about Seattle as this wonderful progressive place is essentially about uh, it's essentially cultural. Um mm. and sort of surface level political it's a blue state it's mm-hmm. um lgbtq welcoming etc um but it does what our liberal politics leave out completely is that that sort of concept is devoid of a class analysis for certain and actually just an economic an economic mm-hmm. element period yeah yeah, I mean, it never answers those questions of if it's this, uh, 
you know, rainbow haven for people to show up. Like, why is the black population so small? <laughs> like, why is it also historically very small compared to the rest of America? Like, yeah. why? You know, it, like, it never asks any of the demographic questions that beg to be answered if you're going to claim this narrative of it being this giant progressive place. It's like, well, maybe it's weird for progressive maybe it's so Seattle white. is dying. Will disabuse people of um, maybe that is you know the silver lining there. It'll as it gets as, as uh, it converts everybody as it gets <laughs> no as it gets like yeah, yeah. Uh, replayed on on affiliates around the country. You know, mm-hmm. like it it'll uh, disabuse people's. Uh, yeah. Well, even that I mean, because conservatives Seattle. fall for the same shit right because their whole deal is that which they believe what conservatives believe in every city in america once again proving that politics in america are much more monolithic than people want to say but that uh the chuds are on board but anyways we're hearing a lot of noise as fans (laughs) uh but the thing is is that uh it repeats all the same things too about like the homeless you know aren't from here right they just come here from other places to free at all but the reality is is that they also don't want to engage the politics of what actually creates homelessness in the city. They're not from elsewhere. They're like the city's creating the homeless population right. over and over again, which is why no matter what horrific thing they do to them, which they've done over and over again, it never they never the homeless population never goes away because right. you can kill a certain portion of it, but it just gets replaced, yeah. right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. But Cool. Well, anyway, so shout out um to yeah. eat, pray, love. Go, go look at the at the at the thread. It's yeah. good. We'll put It'll it be in the like show a notes. Thousand years old in Twitter time. By the time we link to it in the <laughs> Man, show notes for this, okay. but whatever. But by going, you already saw it. it. You, already, yeah. you already saw it. Yeah, click it. Look, read through it. It's you know, it's uh, it doesn't make you feel good. No, <laughs> that's it for doesn't. Sure. And there are a lot of thoughtful, insightful comments uh, mm-hmm. in the thread for sure. So it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And there's also somebody who makes the funny comment that the worst thing about the theater scene is that everybody here thinks it's good, but it's really trash, <laughs> um, which was funny. I don't know if that's a problem with Seattle, but it was a funny comment to make. <laughs> Damn, owned. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on. Some to, more uplifting To another topics. just, it's going to put a smile oh. A smile on your face an hour four but honestly I, we're we gonna cut, cut like probably stuff. 30 minutes of the front <laughs> of this fucking episode okay cool so um moving on uh there there are some happenings uh last week two weeks ago uh just really cool hashtag on twitter that we that we value a lot as we we've, we've been talking about i think throughout the history of the show a certain kind of kind of person uh greg has even theorized perhaps a modern monastic order uh and that's the police hey this sounds like it may be a time for (laughs) (laughs) the platy wagon with brian platt we love our Yeah, you can cut out my vocalized black song. For yeah, I thought a, you wanted to put ragtime or something. Else. Yeah, yeah, we put should. in some ragtime piano. Yeah. Not, don't get lazy and use the entertainer. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to find something more obscure. But, 
So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> hilariously this last week, uh, spurred on by a video from New York, which honestly fucking owns and is the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, yeah. Some people throwing water buckets on these two cops <laughs> who fucking suck. And Somebody, some it. people throwing buckets of acid, <laughs> acid mixed with yeah. bleach. Well, yeah. well, we'll get into that. Which, um,. Was therefore uh, pH neutral and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, not harmful. <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, so that sparked a uh, tag of hashtag respect the police that was trending on Twitter with all Normal. the fucking nerds that you would fucking expect. Gotta respect them. Jumping in on that. But <laughs> we have reached this kind of critical moment where I do think that the legitimacy of the police has been questioned in a way that is not you know, uh, historically uh, precedented, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it was questioned, it's been, the question started coming in the last five sure. years, right? Well, like, it's a process, you know, right? The, it's been now, building, yeah. Now we're, yeah. we're at this moment where that process has been happening, you know, especially mm-hmm. since Ferguson, or but then yeah. the litany, just the incredible litany with full news coverage of all the fucking well, murders of people. And now we're in this moment yeah. where that has happened and we've sat with it for a while and uh where are we now brian well interestingly i mean we've had some developments that i think have uh you know shown that the struggle has moved up a level right so the election of krasner as da in pennsylvania right that that established in philadelphia that established uh this idea that oh you can elect a da who's specifically anti-police right and that when he went in and just fired everybody in the da's office and everyone's like oh this place is gonna be overridden with crime and of course it wasn't <laughs> right you know like it's starting to get a little embarrassing and now we've had this uh her name is totally escaping me at the moment but who was elected in the bronx and in, in new york uh another da who basically came in saying like yeah i'm anti-cop and i'm basically here to like fuck up the da's office but when she came in uh well she got elected but now the New York political machine is doing everything they can to to, try and reverse the election. It's fairly comical. But again, you know, it's starting to raise the question in people's heads that has been just, you know, it's just been given that the police are absolutely necessary, a necessary evil. And people are starting to think that maybe that's actually not the case. just an evil evil? Yeah. And so the same week that, you know, the we love our cops hashtag is going around, uh, there was also the report from the Department of Justice consent decree that they just signed with Baltimore, where essentially like everyone in Baltimore, you know, including people within the police department, are like, oh, yeah, it's hopelessly corrupt. Like, you know, like nothing can be done. Like it's literally should be just burned to the ground and started over. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the police have this sort of crisis of legitimacy, which we uh, you know talked about. Uh, with the Tim Burgess editorial in the Seattle Times here that the Seattle PD is having and that they're in this moment where they don't think they have to reform in any way, but there is public weight being put on them about doing this. And so, uh, yeah, hashtag respect the police was trending. Uh, I feel like Drill, as he always does, had <laughs> literally the best response to this, which was hashtag res- respect the police. All right, done. What should I respect next? Bugs, urine, <laughs> I'm taking requests. <laughs> Absolute best oh, fucking, fucking response. King. 
But yeah, I, got him. I, I mean, on the you know, in you know, everybody of course like <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like hashtag respect the police like was trending, and I think part of it was because everybody on Twitter, of course, was like having their fun, making <laughs> jokes about it, which again shows the, what little respect you know uh, the police have. This moment that we're in, but there's also a darker side of it, and so this is from the uh, Police Officers Benevolent Association from M- uh, of NYPD you know, posting a video of people, you know, using a squirt gun on cops, shooting them with a squirt gun. And they responded, NYPD has surrendered under O'Neill. Another water tossing video. It's the chief and Yeah, yeah. They spell it I love they spell it O N no O K N E E L as in like Neil bend the knee or something. Like fucking roasted. Oh, um, so good. I gotta tell you, uh, yeah, NYPD has actually has a public board that they all like chat on. And if you go on that, they have even more just really clever fucking things. But anyways, uh, so no more memos. Defend yourself before you get seriously injured or killed. All caps. These buckets can contain acid. All caps. Buckets Bleach. Can all caps. Contain those things. Or other chemicals. All caps. Obtain <laughs> obtain exposure numbers. <laughs> just, just O'Neill must used head shake from Brian. <laughs> O'Neill must go. Take the clowns with you. No confidence. So, you know, it, it's a rare moment where on a major sort of media platform, uh, the major police department in America just comes out and says, oh, by the way, we're going to kill some people, just so you know. Like, we're just putting it out there. Like In self-defense we, against buckets of water. Against water, right? And uh, by the way, we're, we're going to lay out for you right now what our defense is, which is, who knows what could be in those buckets? It could be acid. Uh, those could be buckets of bullets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then we'd be riddled with them. Uh but yeah, I mean, this shows the absolutely one the fact that police aren't reformable, but also the absolutely just deranged, <laughs> the deranged mindset. Yeah, these police officers, and this has been you know sort of their mo forever, right? Which is uh, they really hype up this narrative that they're in some sort of danger, which they absolutely are not. Policing is not a dangerous job. job. It's an extremely safe job in America. There are many, many jobs that people do every day that are much more dangerous than the police, and they don't get to shoot their bosses, right? Or any the people around them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... But they make it sound like they're... they're not just that there's a war out there, but that... that yeah. Look, they're, they're whining about getting water thrown on them like it's yeah. going to kill them. They're... they're all cops. It it is a profession that selects for spineless, terrified cowards. Well, you're yeah. nailing it too because the video is so oh, fucking so funny. funny. They're oh, yeah. walking like Everybody fucking Charlie Brown, soaking wet, They're just like, getting oh. owned by kids. They well, can't do anything. <laughs> I, I, I can't find the tweet, but one of them mentions they were like, "Oh, his, you know, he was so soaked." That it soaked entirely through his uh, protective vest, oh my which God. made it not functional. Brian, no, <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, so I mean, just absolutely unbelievable cowards. But at the same time, too, this is how they get themselves all hyped up: is they just go on and on about 
all these imaginary dangers where, you know, they're literally just like, I know it was water, but what if it wasn't? And it's like, but it was. Yeah, But right. what if it wasn't? <laughs> yeah, right? well, yeah. and, and this is the thing that they just go on and on about and they hype themselves up yeah. because nobody thinks that, like, policing is a dangerous job more than police officers because they tell themselves that over yeah, and over again. totally. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, like, you got to think about, like, this could have gone very differently. Oh, this, yeah. And I think that's what this the tweet is a response to, because mm-hmm. in a different scenario, a different totally non-dangerous, non-confrontational scenario that the police escalate, they kill people all the time. Sure. So they could have easily turned on these kids and just, yeah. like, plugged them, just fucking perforated and I, and this I fucking I, neighborhood block. I think block. because people were very obviously filming them the entire time is the only yeah. reason they did. It was, or well, at least a reason why it didn't a get reason. worse. Also, yeah. I think, like, they, they did not... I, I'm sort of gonna, you know, sort of stupidly try to psychoanalyze them here, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they did not have. They responded naturally. They were caught off guard by mm-hmm. people throwing water on them. It's not something yeah. that happens to cops all the time, apparently. Yeah. And so they had. They did not have a ready. Mm-hmm. made cop response to this yeah so they responded naturally like human beings which was to feel owned and walk away with their <laughs> yeah, like ashamed. heads hung and be like oh these kids threw these water kids at me threw water on me i'm i'm a big no. big weenie and walk away but now now yeah. seeing this the mm-hmm. sergeant's benevolent association um mm-hmm. spokesperson wants to inoculate yeah. All cops in America yeah. against that in the future to put in their heads in the future. No, this just like every other yeah. bullshit fucking provocation yeah. or nothing that you escalate into murder yeah. of innocent people. Yes, put this on your list. Here is the narrative. This can be this is this is one of your tools now. This is your training now. Yeah. Ah, water. Uh cause for murder. So yeah. now they have this water. No need to feel like a big wet pussy about it. Just yeah. kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you're right. I mean, you know, that is the point is that now this will be entered into the lexicon of extremely dangerous situations they face every day. Well, right. Because the continue, standard is yeah. I felt threatened, right? Yeah. So a lot of the time. Yeah. So that's what this is saying. This is preparing that to be true. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, Brian, this is a bit of a tangent, but it's related. This whole thing is making me wonder, and you being the expert, are there any urban legends within police forces about these kinds of phenomenons that sort of incur, like the Marine oh. Todd, like that sort oh, of no, no. reify I, 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 I these can, I can these already fears? tell you exactly what they're referring to, which is the uh, current uh, uh, panic in, amongst police officers over fentanyl. Okay. And so oh, police fuck. officers have become convinced that there is such a thing as aerosolized fentanyl <laughs> that they're being constantly exposed okay. to. And it is this whole, it's literally so chemtrails for cops. Yeah, it's oh, a, it it's, a, it's no, a it literally is. like a, a an 18th century mania in that they'll have these moments where they'll say uh, encounter somebody like in a dusty area or something like that and in the process of arresting them maybe some dust gets knocked up in the air and they'll become convinced that they've been dosed with fentanyl they've been narcing <laughs> themselves and, and they'll have they'll have symptoms like they've, they're so panicked that they'll start to have symptoms now 
Like doctors will tell you, rate. yeah, and then doctors will tell you that they're like sweating, yeah, and elevated then, heart rate, sweating, <laughs> I heart, heart, and cop, breathing. Cops. Yeah, I mean, these breathing, are all things right? that cops have every day. Well, and comically, so, like high doctors blood pressure, will straight up tell them fatness, <laughs> being fat. <laughs> you want to kill someone? But no, but they will. They'll have like you know extreme elevated heart rate. They'll essentially start to have. They'll struggle breathing. They'll start having like I mean, real symptoms. But as mm-hmm. doctors will tell them, they're like. Well, those aren't the symptoms of a fentanyl overdose. They're not the symptoms of it at all. What they are is the symptoms of an extreme panic attack that you essentially are having because you because are a giant coward. Someone has ginned them up, and, and this doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. This yeah, doesn't yeah. come out of fucking nowhere. It actually, they go to these. Yeah. It is a line that is pushed by yeah. several different police yeah. organizations where it comes out in briefings, in emails, yeah. well, in newsletters. Well, the fentanyl panic has, is also very specifically comes out of the DOJ, and what's interesting about it is the National Institute of Health and the CDC, even to some degree, have been desperately trying to push back against it and talk to police departments and being like, look, I know the DOJ is telling you this, but they're lying. Like, the fent- you, 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 fentanyl is not a dangerous aerosolized substance. Like, It's literally a pharmaceutical. Yeah, it's a pharmaceutical that doctors handle every day. Like, you know, the people that you catch using well, it watching would be people dead fucking, if it was as dangerous like, as you think it is. Like boil yeah. it and shoot it into their veins i yeah. i assume yeah and then they're like oh my god a little uh, some of it touched my skin i'm <laughs> yeah. literally not just gonna get like a buzz off it which might yeah. be a reasonable thing for a human being to think but literally think yeah. i'm going to od and die right now because yeah. some of it touched yeah. my skin so there's stories of people who are you know overdosing that the police suspect of overdose on fentanyl and they'll actually delay the responsiveness of medical teams so that they can suit up in hazmat gear to respond to the overdose, right? Which is essentially just killing the person right. overdosing. Yeah. So that they can all put on these, like, you know, uh, fucking hot zone style, you know, suits. And so it's all completely unnecessary. It's all completely crazy. It's a completely ginned up fake panic, but it's there to again convince the police that a their job is dangerous b their job is important you know all these kind of things and it's uh become this crazy thing there's people there's a case that was written up in the new york times of a guy somewhere in the midwest who uh had you know he had a his i think son old adult son staying at the house who had had some uh drug issues he found what he thought was a you know a, a drug on his nightstand that was like powder and uh, it turned out to be nothing. But anyways, he calls the police, which, by the way, this is Great a lesson. Never fucking do this. So the police show up, and because he's like a fucking middle-aged white guy, he just walks out into the driveway with this baggie and starts like waving around, telling them about what they're doing. They, of course, immediately fucking panic because they think he's dosing them with aerosolized fentanyl, right? And so they take him down with a taser and arrest him. Now, at least at the time of this article, which came out about six months ago, that guy was facing uh, felony assault of a police officer charges, which is a thing that's happening all over the country of people who are being have these ginned up charges on them that they're essentially engaging in attempted murder because some cop had a panic attack when they arrested him, and uh, but yeah, this this stuff about the the water and all that kind of stuff is is literally playing into that fear, and um, yeah, again, it but comes it's really the... it's like we can talk about it like it's this insane mm-hmm. psychosis, and mm-hmm. it totally is. Yeah. But like everything to do with our law enforcement regime, it 
ultimately serves a fucking purpose. Mm -hmm. Just like these people saying, beware of this water, it it adds another tool in the tool belt to oppress a population, okay? So look, they're having these panic attacks, they're freaking out. Well, they're also delaying responses to people dying of overdoses, and they are charging people with assault and putting them in yeah. prison okay and so using excessive all... force to yeah take yeah. people out and there's yeah. and there's you know the thing that's happening too that is like a major driver of all this stuff is that we are at a point in our history all across america where we are having and this has been a trend for a long time we have record low crime and we have record low violent crime it's the safest time to be alive in america ever thanks to Thing, you know, Twitter. also, yeah, completely independent of police. Facebook, ironically, uh, probably thanks to video games, but we'll, we'll get, <laughs> yeah, it, we'll get right. that at some other point. But, uh, yeah, but at the same time, we have more police officers than we've ever had, right? And those police officers are more heavily armed and things like that than they've ever been. And at some point, there is a disjuncture that they have to resolve, right? Which is that there really is no reason for them to exist. There's no reason. Well, there's for them no to have legitimate. There's no even the legitimate, right? Pre- yeah. Legitimate yeah. pretense for them to exist. Well, in the, there's in a the way fucking pe- reason for them of to course, exist. Yeah, I mean, there's a political reason why the police exist, but in the minds of like the public about yeah. why the police exist, right? There is this there's critical no dissonance, right? There's between, no cover of actual yeah. crime. So the police then have to invent this sort of image of danger and crime and things like that. So they become they become very invested in this. And we see it here in Seattle where we find that the anger and just absolutely unwarranted fear that you see from groups like Safe Seattle is being consciously and purposely ginned up by the Seattle Police Department who are actively telling them, lying to them, actively lying to people, telling them that they can't do anything about the homeless because of the city council and all this kind of stuff, essentially acting as a electoral force in the in the city, but at the same time also encouraging residents to take up violent vigilante, you know, vigilanteism against you know, the part of the population that is most uh, susceptible to that, which is homeless people. And, you know, that you, all these things are connected, right? The fentanyl panic, what we're about to see in New York, because now it's countdown to some kid, you know, shooting a super soaker near a cop and him shooting him 50 fucking times. Right. Uh, and, yeah. Like, but I mean, what, see, what's great about that is there's so many possible defenses in there. It's mm-hmm. like, you can choose. You can feel yeah, yeah. out feel out the jury at the beginning. Sure. Like, what what's better? He thought it was a real gun that was <laughs> yeah. orange and green. Yeah, yeah. or, or he thought, it was, he thought it was full of acid. Or... Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, it, this also connects too to this is a very right wing trope, right? Because the right is very coddled in this country. It's given media platforms. It's given the protection of the police. All this kind of stuff. But right wing politics are a very uh, it's like a grievance-based, afflicted politics. So they have to create these like fake stories about how they're oppressed, even though they control everything, right? So there's a very similar narrative between the water bucket is actually acid and the milkshakes are actually, uh, you know, quick drying yeah. cement or whatever. Well, and that you got owned because somebody threw a milkshake at you, and that's funny. And you look like a fucking chump, and you are a chump, and you're a giant pussy who's not going to do anything about fucking be made to look like a chump right so they just make up a story oh actually 
it, you know, it's it's the bar guy story of, uh, oh, I got in a fight at a bar, but actually uh, it was 10 guys who beat me up and they all knew karate, <laughs> you know, like, it's that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's interesting you say, like, the, the grievance thing, it's a sort of wounded nationalism. Mm-hmm. I've joked, like you said, Colin, about them being in our society like a sort of monastic caste or something. Mm-hmm. They are almost like a nation apart in the way oh, they yeah. seem to think of themselves. They think mm-hmm. of themselves as a cultural group yeah. uh, that has its own fucking patriotism for its, its own sure. nationalism. Sure. Well, the most popular theme, if you go to policing conventions where they sell, because it's America, they sell all sorts of knickknacks and whatever, the most popular theme amongst like shirts and other paraphernalia at these conventions is usually two things. One is the image of the Spartans, which they, I assure you, do not get from Greek historians, but from the movie 300. Yeah, and awful. it's this idea, which usually have some sort of text about how they're the ones protecting civilization against, you know, the darkness or whatever, which you can definitely interpret, you know, uh, exactly the way that uh, Zack Snyder did, which is extremely racist. Um, but again, so they see themselves as a warrior class apart. The other most popular theme is the idea that they're the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The like sheep dogs who protect oh, the sheep yeah, right, against right. that, which okay, against again, the wolves. which is an extremely, um, uh, you know, uh, awful depiction of the population. Why is a bunch of dumb fuck. So either if you're in the general population, you're not a cop. You're one of two things. Yeah. You're either a completely dumb fucking moron who can't do anything for themselves so that you you need, you know, this fucking fat idiot over here to protect you. Or you're a terrorist. Or, yeah, you're a fucking psychopathic, like, murderer, inherently so, right? Born that way, right? Who has to be killed by them. Listen, if that's true, and if the, these fat, thick-necked fucking mm-hmm. tattooed morons are what we have standing between us and, and the bad guys <laughs> like then we are fucked oh yeah i mean police have of course hilariously at various times like you know countries that have experienced you know uh invasion from outside forces or whatever uh the police have never been particularly effective at defending anybody they're really only good at killing the, their neighbors like the, that's the only function the police have ever served uh yeah they have you know. they want it's funny because you have we, to be what, you have to be unarmed and easy targets right. for them to well, want to kill you they have that yeah. in common with another um, type of group. Uh, they want to believe, like, they constantly, we are making them into the image of a yeah. military force, right? Yeah. They More and more military equipment, gear, fucking tanks, but they are actually, they have all this artifice and all this yeah. signifiers of a military, but in actual, like, composition and disposition and ability, they much much more closely resemble a death squad oh yeah okay which is exactly what you're talking about uh the classic uh death squad is a group of right-wing um counter-revolutionaries uh who Mm -hmm. uh cannot engage with an actual army and just sulks around and murders people who are unarmed and that's that's the cops we're talking yeah about. and i mean uh if you think about particularly during the uh wars in central america that the united states was active actively created and supported in the 70s and 80s 
I mean, in places like Honduras and whatever, that's exactly what happened is that we created these death squads, a lot of them receiving military training, some of them receiving LAPD training. But uh, we would send them to these locations, and their whole big thing was wherever the rebel army was, that wasn't where they were. They would go to the unprotected town and just engage in mass terror against civilians, right? In the hopes that that would sap the strength of the military, right? Um, And... I mean, the police essentially serve the same function, which is a counterinsurgency function, which their job is to uh, essentially break down the social institutions that exist between people and certain elements of society. To preclude the possibility of them rebelling. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Now, when you see a cop, just think of them. Throw water at them. If you're but thinking, fill gosh, the bo- I can't believe how acid. militarized our cops are now, uh, just take a step back and go, no, it's okay. They're not really a military. They're just a death squad. There you go. That should make you feel better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Cool. Uh, by the way, when the Egyptian regime of Mubarak was collapsing and the military refused to keep killing civilians in Egypt, oh, I think uh, I know where this is one going. organization continued doing it, and that was the police. So, yeah. you know, that... That is their dedication. That says it all, man. Someone asked, and they had to see that order through. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that sucked. Take a drink. (laughs) Everybody at home, take a drink. All right. Uh, The guns are not on each other anymore. They're in our mouths. (laughs) Yeah, it's time to go home to cop heaven. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening. We have one new patron uh, for this period of time. And that patron... Is post rodent. Thank you, post rodent. You rock. Woohoo! Yeah, if you want to be like post rodent, mm-hmm. go our find new best friend. Our, exactly, our newest best friend. We have many best friends. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of friends, guys. Go find us on Patreon. As Greg was joking about earlier, we have a lot. Totally serious. At, well, as sure yeah. as Greg Greg was pitching earlier, we have lots and lots of full episodes on patreon that for just a mere five dollars for just one starbucks latte a month you will have access to our vaults so yeah. just consider that be like post road we have such Thou- to show you yeah thousands of hours <laughs> thousands of hours guys uh and i think that's it yeah uh, but you know uh look forward to our coming uh patreon only episode yeah in which we will be even tireder, drunker, and dumber than we are right now because we're about to start it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right when right. we finish Until this. Until then. Great. Bye. Bye. Bye.